This is going to be such a great week, Lauren. How do you know? It's written in the stars. Oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm not joking. Our moon is rising in Scorpio. And this week we are taking on astrology. I don't know if I want to take on astrology. That feels quite heavy. You're taking it on. Okay. <laughs> Sod it. I'm Nicole Goodman. I'm Lauren Mishcon and this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Mysticism is on the rise. From crystal healing to oracle cards, astrology to horoscopes, these practices have become central to the whole wellness lifestyle. But is it all nonsense or just a harmless form of escapism? And how did astrology become synonymous with wellness? Well, in recent years, wellness has gone well beyond just physical health and it now includes mental and spiritual well-being. So astrology has found its place alongside meditation and yoga and all sorts of other things. The trend for astrology and its ability to infiltrate wellness is being driven by a number of factors. General anxiety, burnout and loneliness are all at an all-time high and for some people, using astrology is a tool to help them make sense of what's going on for them. The internet also has a lot of influence in astrology coming back into the forefront. Anything relating to Mercury and retrograde is social media gold. Oh my God, it so is. There are huge communities as well as experts and podcasts that are all involved as well as a new wave of astrology apps like Sanctuary and CoStar who are raising millions of dollars and looking to overtake Calm and Headspace. Blimey. Like much of the wellness industry, mysticism is a hazy affair. We're not entirely sure what it is, how it works, or if it works at all. And despite the fact that science has debunked most of it, people are still very much there for it. We all want something to believe in. And in 2018, the mystical and psychic services market was valued at $2.2 billion. And as many as 70 million Americans read their horoscopes daily. Yeah. So it would seem that we are all now reaching for the stars as astrology has recently come back into fashion. It's a cultural phenomenon that prescribes meaning to the placement of the sun, the moon and the planets within 12 sections of the sky, giving us the signs of the zodiac. Even if you're not into astrology, you probably know your sign. And if you're a Piscean like me or an Aquarius like Nicole. Sun signs are based on the position of the sun at birth and they're commonly used to create daily horoscopes but there are also moon signs and ascendant signs said to represent different aspects of our personality. Clearly lots of people are looking for ways to interpret the stars for advice. Astrology is founded on understanding the positions of the stars which seems like a scientific enough pursuit in itself but is there any science to back up whether astrology impacts our personality and our lives? Well here's the short answer. None whatsoever. There is no evidence or science correlating these signs with anything tangible, but that's kind of the point. Astrology, like wellness, is in the eye of the beholder. As we all know, placebo is powerful and our belief in a practice can prove to be more important than its effectiveness. In this case, the planets and zodiac are the languages used to express and make sense of our life cycles, personality traits and relationship patterns. So to help us with our week, we enlisted the help of Nora Borney, who is an astrologist and esoteric researcher 
and the Astrological Guide for the Saturn Returns podcast with Kagi Dunlop. She specialises in predictive readings and always highlights the individual's natal promise and life path. Nora tries to help her clients truly recognise the patterns of their life and shed a light on how they can maximise their full potential here and now. She says that she's chosen this path because it's where she feels she can truly devote her knowledge and gift in service of those in need of a little guidance and a nudge in the right direction towards inner and outer alignment. And this is how we got on when we had our readings. How do you use like your star sign and your ascendance and all of this stuff? How do you use that to help yourself, like to help yourself feel better or more well or more empowered yeah Yeah. well the whole chart is is pretty much a language so you need to study your sun sign your venus sign your mercury and like understand the basic rules of astrology first because before you can actually use it for yourself otherwise it just doesn't help to know um this but then it just gives you 10 personas you know and people tend to get lost because they're like i'm a moon in scorpio but i'm in the sun in pisces and i'm a Aquarius rising and you know, a Mars and yeah. Cancer. Like, what? Who am I exactly? And so people get more lost. So it's pretty much like giving someone a dictionary and, and telling them, like, you know, figure out the whole language now, and giving them like a, a, a translating dictionary to figure that out as well. And it takes a lot of time. So these stars, they're a language that I'm translating. And how can you use? How can you use this? How can you use it to empower yourself more? A understanding the cycles you're in. For example. You know, I might have a client and she's like, I'm desperate to get married. I want to meet someone. But what I see for her is that, you know, there's a lot of energy in your chart going towards a big move. Have you been wanting to move? She's like, yeah, for since forever. But I'm waiting for my partner first. I first want to have the family. I first want this. And I'm telling her, you've got this momentum and it's there and it's supported. Like the sun is shining when it comes to this, but it's kind of raining when it comes to a relationship. So... How do you use the momentum by going there where the sun is shining? Everybody wants to feel good and be able to use momentum when, when it's there. And then I'll see, for example, I'll say, well, maybe by doing this, actually, you might meet someone there or you might meet someone next year or the year after. There's a focus on your ambitions next year. So using astrology to understand your own cycles and where it is that you are. So you stop comparing ourselves and think, well, just because I'm 28 now, I should be married. And just because I'm 35, I should, you know, have bought my first house in this economy. Like, it's very different for everybody. The cycles are very different. And they're independent of what's happening outside of us. Because mm-hmm. there's this whole universe inside of us that we're constantly manifesting. And the cycles are just kind of pointing us in the right direction at the time. So it's like a compass. You know, some people, it's like a lighthouse. You know, you're there in the storm and in the sea and it's very dark. And then you see a lighthouse and then you figure out the direction you're supposed to go into again. That's astrology. It helps you guide and use your free will to then go for what will help you and get you in the right direction and then to the next lighthouse. Do we need to cover Saturn returns? Do we need to? Is this a big thing? The thing with Saturn returns, and I say this a lot on the podcast, is that it's different for everyone. Because for some people, when you you don't have any kind of like self-discipline, you're not taking your life seriously in your early 20s, that's when you get this kind of classical story with Saturn return, right? Hey. But with people who have a prominent Saturn in themselves and are quite hardworking by themselves and take on a lot of responsibilities, which, like we said, you both got Saturn in your charts, you've got this anyway embedded in you. Um, Saturn tends to be a rewarding time. My Saturn return was brilliant. It was amazing. But I always tell people, and some people, um, they'll get elected for their first big thing, like, or they get this first big break, or they get married, they have their, their first child, they have this big moment that is happening but it's because of um 
of all the work that they've been putting in their whole lives. It's almost like Saturn then rewards you and it's kind of saying, well done you. Thank you for not like being off the bandwagon and, and being stupid or, or doing certain things you shouldn't have been doing. Um, and if you have been doing that, it's not very judgmental. It just gives you the lessons of the why you shouldn't have been doing these things. So people yeah. get a big wake up call with their health because they've been drinking too much. Some people get into a car accident because they've been drunk driving and now they finally realize I can't be doing these things. Or, you know, it can be very extreme to, you know, very light. But when you've been using Saturn, your own authority, your own discipline, your inner discipline in a good, healthy way, you get a break during Saturn return and things are actually quite nice. Interesting. I met Adam at 27. That's my Saturn returns, isn't it? Yeah, it starts, it starts, the, the, it's the shadow aspect of it. So it starts to push you at 28, but like at 27, you start to feel it. I get a lot of clients that are like, my Saturn return is happening. I'm like, no, you're just in the shadow aspect of it. Just are getting a chance to get things together just now. So interesting. I had my second child at 28. Mm. Okay. I was falling in love. Uh, okay. And does it happen again? Do you get another one? It happens at 50, between 59 and 60 years old. That's when it starts again. Yeah. Then you get your second Saturn return, which is more focused, less so on, on what <laughs> is the first one, but it's more focused on, at this point, your legacy. People take themselves a bit more seriously at this time. You know, they, they'll be empty nesters or some change in dynamic at home and at work. And so people start to think bigger at the time and they start to think more in a way where they're removing themselves from them from, from their own ego and they're thinking more, you know, what do I want to leave behind in this world? What does it mean? Like, what kinds of people do I really want to be around? Like, the boundaries are really strong during that time. Nobody wants to waste any time at that age. Mm-hmm. And during that Saturn returns uh, time, the second Saturn return, that comes to light. But legacy is a big one. It's more like, how can I share the knowledge that I have with my children, with my community, with, you know, the people around me? How can I, how can I share more? How can I be of service? You know, people who've been thinking of volunteering their whole lives don't get a chance to do it because of work or, like, restrictions responsibilities now this is a time that where people must start to think about it but conversely people who are in an unhappy marriage and they've been denying it that's usually a time where you know you'll have you know someone who's 60 62 like just get divorced at the time and just find mm-hmm. a whole new identity so it really depends on what you've been doing between i guess the age of 30 and that age and how authentic you are in your path yes. it's easy if you want a good saturn transit ever just be very authentic in your path despite what society tells you or expects of you the family pressures the pressures outside of you that are just not aligned with your heart if you want to if you want to have good results be very authentic no matter how hard it can seem it's it always ends up being rewarding when Saturn comes in with the transit This week, we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. And the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, 
you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. So Nora set us a practice which was to use astrology to help us with our work. She told us that our moons were rising in Scorpio from the 12th to the 14th of February and this was a good time to have a meeting. Now in our meeting, Lauren and I were to consider what do we want to review from the last 27 days? What are we feeling? What can we do better? How do we want, what do we want to see come to fruition? And what are we proud of? Yes. So how did you feel going into a week of astrology? Are you into astrology? I don't know if I went into the week. Did I go into a week of astrology? I don't know. Are you into astrology? Are you into your star sign? I used to be. Yeah, same. When I was much younger. Same. Snap. (laughs) (laughs) Snap, yeah. I used to have like fish necklaces and I used to have a diary with a Pisces thing on the front. And, and if I met someone, the first thing I'd say is, what, what star sign are you? you? And I used to be really into it. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, yeah. I don't know, it's just kind of, I've had less interest in it. I used to read my horoscope every single day. And was it true? Mm, sometimes. Sometimes not. How did you find the reading? Accurate. Mm interesting and at points a little uncomfortable oh what was uncomfortable I think I realized afterwards I don't really like being told stuff about myself and it led me to a bigger question of why do we or many of us enjoy doing things like this seeing astrologers psychics mediums and them telling us stuff that we already know why do we what is that (laughs) why do we like that what's the use for it but why do why are some people drawn to it why do we pay people to tell us things that we intrinsically know about ourselves it's you're right it's an odd thing to do but there is something very compelling about it Yes, but what, but I what found is that? It, I, I, I don't know. It's just like someone, a complete stranger who doesn't know me, is telling me about the workings of my personality and how I best work and where I'm best placed and where my weak spots are or where my strengths lie. It's quite fascinating. It's awareness, isn't it? Is it just a little bit of a tiny little ego trip? For us all. Well, I don't know if it's a little bit. I think it's a big bit. A big bit of an ego trip. A big bit of an ego because trip. Because you feel sort of quite important that someone has seen you. Well, there's such a lack of it. Is that what it is? Is that what we're getting when we go into these sorts of things? I'm I think thinking... people go in for very different reasons and at very different times. And people, a lot of the time that I've gone to see a psychic, it's when I've been feeling a bit lost or I've wanted an answer or when my friend that passed away, yeah. I wanted to see if he would make contact with me because I missed him. Yes. I've only also ever gone when someone I love has has recently died, but... I think we all know that with psychics and mediums, they are very aware that 
everyone is only going to them at a time in their life when they feel a little bit lost or want a bit of direction or they're or someone's passed away. You never go and see a psychic medium when everything's tickety-boo. But that's what was interesting about this week. Yeah. We had the reading with Nora. Yes. And, you know. Well, so she's not a psychic medium. Let's just put that aside. She's She did our... No, but she still gave us an astrology reading. Yeah, but our readings are about what, what and where we were born. So it's based on where we were born, what time we were born, the year, the date, the month, the day, all of that, and what, what was happening for, for us as individuals in that day and, and how it makes us who we are, right? So she's not um, predicting um, the future or speaking to the dead. Well, she did predict the future a little bit. A little, yeah. I guess she did. She did. But, and we had the reading together. Yes. So we've never done that before. No. So it felt like a bit of a partnership reading. When we did our palmistry week, I was actually listening back on that show the other day and we did that individually that was years ago yeah one of us was upstairs one of us was downstairs but he did tell us quite similar things to do with the both of us working together that was interesting but we've never sat next to each other and had a reading like this before no i was a tigress i was a lioness which I was loved funny because i said to her i really thought you were going to say i was more of a deer or a pussycat and she said well actually you are deer and rabbit they are there as well could feel that <laughs> well done <laughs> how, how did you feel that I just did. Interesting. what what I just part of your resonate. body i just resonate told you that you have rabbit and deer in you. i resonate with them so when you see a deer i, I resonate with the sort of scampering through the woods you must find bambi a hard watch <laughs> <laughs> so i loved being a tigress yeah I loved it. How did you feel about... Tigress? Tigress. 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 How did you feel about the things she told you about yourself that you already knew? Did it... What I'm asking you is, did it feel good, bad or neutral to have things confirmed to you about yourself? Do you know what I enjoyed a lot more than that? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Come on, I'll spit it out. <laughs> Such a nightmare. What I really got a kick out yes. of <laughs> was her telling you the stuff about you and watching you get a little bit squirmy with the stuff that she was talking about. I mean, there was one thing that she brought up and you literally, your whole body language, am I allowed to say it? Sure. Your whole body language changed. She started talking about your ambition and how you actually are very ambitious and very driven. Quietly. And she was talking about bringing that out more in yourself through your lionessness. My lionessness. Yeah. There's another way of saying it, is there? No. You had very pursed lips. Pursed lips. You were very still and very quiet. As if she was prodding a part of you that one must not prod. <laughs> Why do you find that funny? <laughs> Gosh, you're so mean sometimes. Why do you find that funny? Because A, I love the fact that you are just as ambitious as me. I love it because obviously you're my business partner. So I really want that ambition in you because that's only going to help this and us. Okay. But I also love being, you know, the friend, the, the beautiful, wonderful friend that I am to you. Just watching you very uncomfortable about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so supportive. 
I'll remember this for some time in the future when I find a really, really, really good vag practice that you don't <laughs> like. You went like this. You were all relaxed and yeah. we were sat in your kitchen and you're yeah. drinking coffee and yeah. it was all lovely and yeah. she was just gorgeous. She was, was gorgeous. I, I mean, she was she was particularly beautiful. Beautiful in body, but also in spirit. Yes. Gorgeous. A beautiful lady. Yeah. And a very elegant lady. Um, and you just sort of went from being sort of all relaxed and having a lovely yeah. chat to this. Yeah, I think I don't really like being told stuff about myself. That's what I realised. And the more she was saying it, there yeah. was just more of a, the lips got tighter shut. It was very interesting. Mm. It's not that you don't like, because the other stuff wasn't bothering you. The lioness and how you protect your cubs and all of that stuff. No, that, that was, was all, you. That was you. That wasn't me. That was all fine. Yeah. I just. What, she she really hit on something. Why don't I like being told stuff about no, it wasn't myself stuff. by it a wasn't stranger? Stuff. It wasn't stuff. It wasn't stuff. It wasn't stuff. It was that stuff. What was that about? I don't know. I don't know. And then you were like, it was fine. I was fine. I was fine. I wasn't uncomfortable. I, I was fine. I, I didn't feel like it was uncomfortable. I didn't feel in the moment like it was uncomfortable or I didn't want to hear it or I didn't feel that. Whatever was presenting, <laughs> I wasn't feeling that on the inside. I think I was just absorbing it. I think I was just listening and I think I was thinking, is that true? Does that resonate with me? Is that something you're just telling me in the hope that that's how I feel? But I don't really feel like that. I was just trying to consider how much I felt of it was true or not. Well, I, don't, I didn't spend a lot of time considering that, but I did feel afterwards, <laughs> I did feel afterwards, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I like it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly! Exactly! <laughs> exactly! Why? Because... My shit's my own business. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. Don't have a fucking, anyone else's. Don't have a fucking reading. I wanted the I reading, mean, you can't, but I didn't know what would come out of it. You can't go to a reading and say, by the way, you know, my shit's my own business, so don't go there. What's she supposed to say? Okay, your hair looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I take your point. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I don't know There's nothing how... wrong, by the way, there's nothing wrong with ambition. Nothing. I'm not saying there is. I'm not actually even saying whether I feel or don't feel that everything she said was absolutely so me. I mean, did you it sit there was, thinking it was so you? It was so you. Oh, okay. It was so you. And yes, I did think she was absolutely spot on. Spot on. Even when she was talking about the, the, way, the different ways in which we mother, she was spot on about that too. She was very accurate about a lot of stuff. Just, just not the ambition bit. No. She was. Okay. I enjoyed having the reading, but it left me with a feeling of, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with it. I don't, not 100% sure how to add it into my wellness toolbox or even my spiritual toolbox because we've got two separate ones. I'm not sure how this adds to my self-care and I'm not sure... What, being told about myself, how that helps me. Because surely I know it because I am me and I'm living it. I don't know. We all have blind spots. Okay. And also like now I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So how about that? How about that? Well, the thing is, is that we record a podcast. And Do we? Ha- and how a podcast works is you talk to me, I talk to you, and we yeah. talk to each other. And we discuss oh, right. how we feel about things. I've just discussed it. That's how I felt. <laughs> right. And now I'm done. You don't like people talk, telling you things about yourself. I think I don't. Because I already know them. Because I you wake don't up. Always, you don't always but know I them. But I wake up you every don't. morning as me and I go to bed every night as me. So. You don't always know them. Like, I, not, that's not just you. We all have blind spots. And so sometimes a complete stranger who can read our astrology chart might be able to tap into something that we can't see or that we're not aware of. But that would only be helpful if I'm then willing to accept it and lean into it, not go, no, thank you. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm. How about that? Mm. I wonder which one she's going to pick. That's, how it, that's when it's <laughs> What a mystery this is going to be. <laughs> that, that's, that's when it's not helpful for yourself. Why, why don't you want to lean into it? Because I need to sit and consider whether it's true or not. It is true. It is true. It is true. I don't know why you're so uncomfortable about it. I self-identify as very lazy. You're so not lazy. I could not partner with you if you were lazy. That's I interesting. I cannot cope with laziness. Mm. I, ca- I cannot be around la- laziness. I can't even tell you. Oh, it's you. making you, giving you a hot flash. I can't even, like... I, 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 I can't be around and, and that's my stuff I know that's my stuff and that's an edge and all of that sort of thing but I can't do laziness mm. so we would never get along if I thought there was any lazy part of you mm. okay how are you lazy where just, are you lazy I think I am we're quite sloth like see what I mean about the readings and you they bring out things that you might not be able to see mm, maybe I also think with you Oh God! <laughs> the, I don't think you've updated your file enough. Okay. So I think what happens is, like, you used to be one way. Let's say when you were twenty. Yeah. And then you are still convinced that you are that way, but actually, now that you're forty-five, about to be forty-five, you might have changed somewhat. So sometimes I think your references are a little dated. <laughs> just, <laughs> if I, if just I, my references. <laughs> <laughs> just the way in which you relate to yourself. Maybe. I'll take that on board as a possibility. <laughs> I do though. Okay. Like when you say, "Oh, I oh no, I'm very agreeable and I never say what I think." It's just she says what she thinks all the time and I love that about you. But you do say what you think and you are very direct. And sometimes we will be in a meeting and you come out with things and I think, "I can't believe she just said that." But oh. yet you will still self-identify as someone who doesn't speak her mind. Mm. Mm. <laughs> No comment. I feel like I'm doing this podcast on my own today. Like I'm working very hard. You want to tune in and chime in at any fucking point would be helpful. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. That's the answer. Okay. No, I don't want to. Well, you, you, you listen. You can throw back all the things that she said to me. I don't think any of them were inaccurate. They weren't. Did you? No. I thought. It was all pretty much spot on. It was. But do, did you, but there was no big light bulb moment for me. But did you find that that was helpful? Or was it just affirming to have that said? Or did you just it find was, it a positive morning? Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I really liked her. Liked her energy. Liked her approach. Um, and I think she was absolutely spot on. And it was exactly that. It was just affirming. Mm. Everything she said really resonated. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that I took away have been quite heartwarming, like I'm a tigress and I protect my cubs and I'll do anything and to do that. And that, well, that was quite cute. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And apparently I'm going to have success in the next couple of years. She just said me, though, <laughs> didn't she? I, I think I'm, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit weird because mm. she never said that to you. And I was thinking, what about Lauren? It's okay. I accept my fate, whatever it might be. Well, yeah. Apart from your ambition. I don't accept that. No, I do accept that. I, I think it, it, I like, I agree. I liked her. I liked her energy. I liked her whole approach. It was very, um, it was a very positive, it's a positive thing to do and to have done. And I do think if you are at a sort of life juncture or a place where you're feeling a bit stuck or a bit worried or not really knowing what might be ahead or what might be the best path to choose, I can see why you would Yes, and I think this. it would probably be more, I don't want, I, I want to say useful yeah. If you're in that space. Yes. Well, when you're in a space where you're looking for guidance. Yes. And I think that yes. maybe that's it for me is that I I, I don't feel currently right now that that's something that I need. Do you? No. So, I so in that, And I feel very grateful for that. Me too. So in that respect, I'm, I'm grateful I don't need it as much as someone else would. But I understand how it would play into being a helpful part of your journey, your wellness, thinking about what next steps might be for you with someone else reflecting some things back at you that would be helpful. Before we summarise, Lauren's got a game. I've got a game for you, okay? It's the celebrities you should date based on your zodiac sign. Ready? You're an Aquarian, right? I don't feel like we've done astrology any favours. Do you? No, but you are a perfect pair with Aries. <laughs> okay, okay. Good. Do you know who your if do you know who your perfect celebrity partner would be? Who? Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> Any anyone male? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would be better. Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Love Lady Gaga. Okay, here are the men: Seth Rogen, Pharrell, Paul Rudd, Matthew Broderick. Paul Rudd. Yes. No, it's, it's for me. <laughs> who are no, you picking? He's not my favorite. Who are you picking? Out of those. Seth Rogen, Pharrell, Paul Rudd, Matthew Broderick. I mean, I've got such good ones. Zac Efron not on here. No, I did check Channing Tatum, obviously. He's a Taurian. Justin Bieber? I think he's a Piscean like me. I'm not, I'm sorry, no. No. Okay, my, uh, Courtney Kardashian. You're picking her. <laughs> You're picking her over Gaga? No, come on, surely. Aim higher. I don't, I don't, I'm not. You I, don't want any of them. I don't want any of them. Okay. I'm sorry to all of you. I'm but. supposed to hook up with the Scorpio. Well, I hooked up with the Scorpio for five years. Let's just say I'm not making that mistake again. So, uh, no. Uh, my choices are Ryan Reynolds, Drake, David Schwimmer, Stanley Tucci, Adam Driver, Ryan Gosling. I'll take all of them. Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. They're both Scorpios. And I get Matthew Broderick. And Drake and Stanley Tucci. Yeah, but you uh, wouldn't want to have sex with Stanley Tucci. Yes, I would. No, you wouldn't. And then I'd have a martini afterwards and before. <laughs> Um, you would. I love all you of them. You wouldn't want to have sex. With I love them. all of them, but they'd all. You'd all just be want bad to go to Italy me. and go to a lovely vineyard and pick the grapes and all that shit. Yeah, I'd definitely want to do that as well. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that they'd all be bad for me. As much as I like all of them, the answer is no. I'm just sticking with, with my me. with my Sagittarian at home, and, and me and you, my Aquarian in the office. Yeah. Right. Can we move on to summary now, please? God, can we? What worked? <laughs> 
I enjoyed the experience. I've never had an astrology reading. It was a novel and very interesting thing to do. I love Nora. I love her energy. I love what she does. She's great. And you? All of that. Okay. I agree with all of that. Mm -hmm. The only thing that didn't really work for me is it hasn't really stayed with me. Mm. But I think that's more to do with the fact that I'm not looking, like we said before, I'm not looking for the guidance. Yes. I don't need it per se in my life right now but that's not to say that if I was going through a phase where I was feeling lost and a bit directionless I I think Nora would be the person I would call actually. There's something nice about it because it doesn't have that vibe of um, mediumship clairvoyancy which can sometimes feel a little bit exploitative if you've got someone coming to you in a very vulnerable state this feels more I know it sounds crazy to this, but it sounds a little bit more grounded. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I I completely agree with that. And she really knows her stuff. Yeah, she really does. But yes, the same for me. I'm not in a space in my life, thankfully, and I'm very thankful where I feel like I I need sort of guidance, which is good. So the big question, is it coming in the club? I would like Nora to come to the club. I like Nora very much. She's welcome to the club any time she likes. Yes. Yes. We'll stick her in the crystal room. Not stick her. We will invite Invite her her to see if she would like to sit in the crystal room. Yes. Yeah. I think sticking her would be a bit mean. mean. (laughs) Because she wouldn't be able to get up again. (laughs) And I'm sure she's got a nine-year-old. She's got things to do. It's a little bit controlling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then put a baby gate up and say she can't go home till at least 4.30. Yeah, I'm not into that. No. That's not coming. Nora, you come and go as you please. (laughs) Choose whichever room, whichever drink you like. Yeah. Stay as long as you like. Fabulous. Okay, that was our show, sort of, on astrology. It was a very weird, weird show. You were weird. (laughs) That's because you were were weird. I was weird. I was not weird. No, you were never weird. You're perfect. I am perfect. Thank you. Like Mary Poppins, practically perfect perfect in every way. Um, anyway, we're going to cut this out. We'll be back on Wednesday with a snippet show, back on Friday with an epilogue show. Stay tuned. Have a good week. Up your self care. See you then. <laughs>